Welcome to this segment of Ask a Leader. My guest is Irvine City Council candidate and software development manager, Diana Zhang. Prior to her current employee at Panasonic Avionics Corporation, she worked as software development manager at Amazon Lab 126, as well as at Broadcom, Mobilink, and Ericsson. Her public service includes co-chair of the Irvine Children, Youth, and Family Advisory Committee. And Diana is currently a member of UCI's Social Science Leadership Society, addressing veterans issues, disability services, and entrepreneurship within our community. Diana earned her bachelor's degree in electrical and electronics engineering at Wuhan University and her master's degree in engineering at Worcester Polytechnic Institute. She comes to us today from her home in Irvine. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Diana Zhang. Thank you for inviting me to attend the program. It's thank my you. honor to be here to speaking with you. Well, thank you. I'm asking the same questions of all the Irvine City Council candidates for listeners to have a, a basis for comparison. I wanna ask first, Diana Zhang, first, Irvine has economic recovery challenges as the COVID pandemic drains resources. So what is, what's in the reserves to work with? What are your priorities with rescuing which sectors in the city of Irvine? So currently our reserve fund is about $51 million. And uh, this year our deficit is about $80 million. I'm really concerned about our small business. Uh, right now it's a summertime restaurant. They can set up their table in the patio area. We can see there's a tent over the place outside uh, the restaurant in the parking lot. Ring season will start in November, January, uh, November, December timeframe. So in that time frame, how no small business can survive from this pandemic um, situation? We do not see we will have a vaccine in place soon enough by end of this year. Then next year will be very difficult for the city of Irvine. Number one, we need to help our small business owners to apply different relief programs. We should provide assistance to them. With this winter time, the tough challenging just coming. So we should look at what we can do to help them first. That's the most challenging part for all of us. We should campaign either in Irvine, shopping Irvine. The city of Irvine will have three major income resource. One is shopping, one is a hotel, and the third one is a, a property tax. So first the two will be hit very badly. The sales tax, I mean, from the shopping, from the restaurant, it's not good. Hotel business, because of pandemic, the traveling business, it get hurt too. So the income from these two categories does not look good. And the third one is property tax. 
Probably tax, probably we can get increased a little bit, but it's very limited. That's the challenging we are facing. Number one, we should help our small business people to get relief programs. Two, we should kind of a team with uh, our UCI research and innovation centers and existing technology companies to advocate Silicon Ranch concept as quick as possible to use our vacant office building to attract more talent, more business getting into the urban. So that once we have a more job opportunity, we will have more people to eat and shopping urban. And uh, that's a positive cycle. So we should start right now. So there's a lot I'd like to um, unpackage, I guess the, I guess I'll only ask about the last thing that you mentioned with the vacant office spaces. So you're saying to, to attract business to come to sort of occupy sort of acceptable pandemic distancing kinds of measures, but with the idea that there's incentives for them to move into those vacant spaces, but fill it out when the pandemic has passed. So the pandemic will change people's behavior. Right. right now, a lot of business, uh, I'm talking about the high-tech company. Right. We do working from home. And uh, after the pandemic, this behavior probably will maintain. That means may not, we may not see 100% people will go back to work in the office. Um, maybe 70% people go back working in the office. I just, you know. 30% uh, people probably will still working from home or their certain notation. For example, I mean, some people will use the same space. Mondays, uh, Thursday, some people came in and uh, Thursday, Friday, another group of people came in. So we will see the vacant of office building. We see it today. We will see it after pandemic finished. We should uh, think about how to use those uh, office space and uh, uh, we should attract more high-tech company to move in everywhere. And what is your existing or your sort of future plans to develop relationships with the County Board of Supervisors who are responsible for the pass-through money, like the CARES rescue funds? What? What history do you have or what plans do you have to cement that kind of working relationship so that those funds get to the small businesses that you're trying to support? So I know some of uh, our Orange County supervisors and myself uh, from the past um, activities, I mean, the campaign, whatever. So once I get elected, I will take action right away to work with them, their office one by one, so that we can get money in. And uh, that's a teamwork. I believe two years later, we will have a supervisor election. And uh, to get everyone business back to track, it's a benefit for everyone. That's the common ground we should look at together. I think, though, a point of correction, though, that uh, Don Wagner was elected for his four-year term because there were only two candidates in the primary in March this year, 
that uh, that that became the general election. So, but I don't think we have we have to wait four more years before we change leadership in the third district board of supervisors. Yeah, not two. Okay, so then it's taken Irvine a while to get back on track with the groundbreaking urban environmental policies. There were. There was the gold standard CFC ordinance that was passed in the late 1980s, the community choice energy program with the help of the climate action campaign is sort of restarting that kind of environmental leadership. What might your role be in creating and implementing the, the climate action plan and getting the community choice energy program back on track? I support to have an environment protection plan in place. And Irvine is leading in the uh, commercial building standard, uh, like a lead. We should continue doing that. At this moment, we need to look at what's our priority. It's our priority is first to try to get the business back on track so that we have a Money to continue to provide our community service. Another one, we continue to try to do the um, the um, environment friendly the building. So sometimes we need to find out the balance over there to have a, a balanced solution, pragmatic solution to moving forward. So the community choice energy was a project that was in the pipeline. It has a very specific kind of time frame to it. Uh, San Diego County and the city of San Diego and Northern Bay Area municipalities have adopted their community choice energies. And the, some of the members of Irvine City Council saw that it penciled out for re a return on the, the investment for the city, as well as for consumers having more control. Did you have any kind of a position you wanna take on whether that would be a priority to get it back on track? If our funding is sufficient enough, I definitely would like to put it on back. Okay. For those of you who've just joined us, you're listening to this segment of Ask a Leader. And my guest is Irvine City Council candidate and software development manager, Diana Jiang. And I'd like to now ask, what is for you the appropriate type of funding for public security on the municipal level? Talk about your priorities in the Irvine public safety budget. So I would like to continue to keep the, our public safety funded sufficiently for what we need to keep Irvine as a safest city in our country. That's one of the reasons many of us moved to Irvine. Irvine also is a harmonic diversified city. Back in June, the city council approved additional diversity sensitivity training. Um, it's about $1 million, if I remember correctly. So I would like to keep this sensitivity training in place. 
we should also continue our wonderful community engagement program like third community engagement is a very important part to keep our city safety um, efficiency we did some comparison for the city without community engagement their public safety funding is higher and their safety ranking is not good as Irvine. Irvine has done a very good job to keep community engagement in place. We should continue doing that. And with all the, the drama, as I call it, on the national level only intensifying, there, we have a dozen statewide propositions on our ballots. I'm gonna ask about a few of those in a minute. It's gonna be even harder, as I say, to get the eyeballs on down, way down on the ballot in the municipal elections where the Irvine City Council candidates and other council candidates are. How, Diana Jung, are you promoting down ticket ballot participation? Um. Down ticket participation. So that means for the not just the federal elected office, but the city council, the water district, if that's on there, the community college district boards, and all of those lesser known where people tend tend to stop voting. They tend to end their casting votes once they finished with the federal offices. And so I wanted to know how you're making the down ticket the the very bottom of the ballot, more visible and, and gauge, as you were talking about civic engagement for public safety, engaging voters to be fully participating in the election with all the local elect, the, all the local races as well. I always look at the down ticket first, look at the city level candidate first, then I will move up to look at other areas like a state level or federal level. The city council has a very important responsibility for our citizens and like establishing city policy, approve or deny the zoning and the development of land, hiring the city manager, appoint some of the city officers, take care of any operation and the capital improvement program budgets. The city level candidates will impact our residents' daily life more than any others. So it's important to get engaged with a local city and move up to the different level. I have been urban citizens for more than 26 years. I love city of Irvine. I commit to preserve Irvine to be one of the best living and workplace in our country. So you mentioned um, about the importance of municipal leadership and a municipal policy setting, uh, uh, the housing element, I, I would like to have an opportunity to ask you, how do you propose to meet the housing needs for so many different incomes that exist, especially during this pandemic, in the housing stock in Irvine? So we do have a housing shortage and uh, we do need to solve it. Irvine's population is about 6% of Orange County uh, population. We provide 32% of the affordable housing unit in the county. We should do more for, do, for two good reasons. 
without some entry-level housing, our own kids won't able to live in the city in which they were raised. Without the next tier of workforce housing, our teachers, nurses, firefighters, and police cannot live in the community they protect. It would be a shame if we couldn't fix that problems. The challenge is how to solve those needs and still preserve our neighborhoods, property value, and quality of life. There's no easy answer. And uh, I do not support turning single-family neighborhoods into ocean of the triplex. We do should do more to streamline the permitting process for projects that conform to our plan. Irvine has a wonderful master plan, the general plan. And uh, um, they should share part of their sales tax as an incentive for city that meet the housing goal. Changes in our city should be complement, not interrupt our careful planning. And uh, um, so also I support with a compliance of a general plan, we should have a more apartment building uh, close to the university and the job center. And uh, um, we should also look at the possibility to convert the vacant commercial office to the mixed used office and apartment. And uh, um, so I believe we should keep the land use decision local. And we can only do that if we creative working together to address our housing needs. So with the density that you're proposing for the housing stock, and you're saying to trim some of the regulations in the in the approval, the permitting process, how do you build in a guarantee that increased density is adequately provided for transportation and other infrastructure if you're maybe contemplating liberalizing the permitting process? So we should streamline the permitting process for the project that complies with our general plan. We should really stick with our general plan. Our general plan, if you look at urban general plan, we have uh, um, about 150 pages of uh, housing elements. We provide the different level of the housing for different level of income in our general plan. We have a corresponding traffic plan in our general plan. Mm -hmm. The question is, I mean, how do we implement our general plan in place? We should not just thread out of our general plan and do the building. I mean, based on one person's decision or based on the uh, people in Sacramento, what they want us to do. We should stay with our general plan. And uh, we can convert some vacant office building if the if it's compliant with our general plan. So I want to also get to the statistic of the share of the residences in Orange County and the share of affordable housing. Do you have available the statistic of the median house price? How affordable is the median unit, a dwelling unit in Irvine versus other 
uh, cities so that Irvine is contributing its share to affordable housing stock? We already provide, I have the number, which is uh, we provide uh, for 36% uh, of affordable housing in all of the county. Um, I can look at my paper again. But I'm thinking if that that share may be well and good, but whether if the housing stock though is so much higher, the, the market rate units, so that if, does that mean we still have a demand for more affordable units? It's not a matter of the, the share versus the, what the county provides, but how does Irvine do its job to provide affordable housing such that you were saying that, that the service workers, that I'm seeing, that the police officers and teachers can live in Irvine? Yeah. We have about 4,569 units, and we have another 1,000 more on the way. So, and also 80% of urban affordable housing is reserved for households earning less than half of Orange County media income to address the housing shortage in Orange County. And uh, I really expect all of the city working together to address it. And uh, of course, Irvine has done a wonderful job to contribute it. Well, it is a, an unwieldy large topic and I'm in a few questions, I'm not going to do enough justice to the, all the demands for that, but it's, this is a start in the conversation to attend to for sure. So I'd like to know a few of your positions that you've been taking there are three different areas, two of them are propositions and one's a sort of a general sort of policy. What is your position, Diana Jiang, on Proposition 15? Proposition 15, it's a, we do need to kind of uh, consider what's the impact for future. It uh, will create more kind of uh, um, actual cost for the business and uh, or it won't impact the business to move out. So I believe in that part, we need to kind of do more diligence over there. And uh, I think we should not let the business leave the area. And I do understand we want to provide more funding to our education. So there's a balance over there. And so your position is? I lean to no on probably 16. Um, okay. Probably 15. 15, yeah. right, right. No, I'm not, I'm actually not bringing up Proposition 16 to municipal candidates because it doesn't quite align with uh, municipal policymaking, but um, it's certainly it certainly warrants a great deal of attention. And I covered that with all the other propositions with the League of Women Voters representative, the local chapter president. So we, it has been taken up on Ask a Leader. I'd like to know, Diana Jiang, what your position is on Proposition 19, changes to property tax rules that allows homeowners to carry their 
exemption to several at several different times around the state versus just a one-time only exemption? Um, give me one second. Can and the, re the reason I bring it up is because of its impact on local government incomes, revenues. The probably 19. Yes. I lean to no. Okay. Thank you. And I'd like to note, Diana Zhang, your position on Irvine's city council eventually breaking into special districts instead of having Irvine City Council candidates run at large throughout the entire city of 3 million. What's your position on creating special districts? I support to have a special district to base our district. Okay, thank you. And tell us who are your endorsements for your city council campaign? Oh, I get an endorsement from the TOC and iPad. Uh huh. Any and anybody else? Uh, the, these are uh, I, I'm not familiar with acronyms. Oh, okay. It's a uh, IAPAC and the TOC, and uh, I'm running as an in, uh, independent voice. So um, I think I I I'm okay to not disclose further on endorsement. That's all, that's, those are the only ones you will share? Yes. Okay. Well, how can our listeners follow your campaign? And how can they, uh, are you planning any kinds of events, virtuals, physically distanced between now? We're recording this on the 16th of October. We have almost, we have just over two weeks left remaining. What ways can people engage your campaign? Um, please send me email to Dana for Irvine at gmail.com. And uh, also please feel free to call me or text me in the phone number 949-228-9300. Okay, thank you very much. Well, I always express my appreciation to candidates running for elected office. It is a public service. And I thank you, Diana Jiang, for your time on Ask a Leader today. Thank you to give me the opportunity to speak with the people. Thank you. My guest was Diana Jiang. She is an Irvine City Council candidate and a software development manager. We are given three opportunities to vote for the many city council candidates and we have one mayor. They are all nonpartisan races. Thank you again. Thank you.